because I had never experienced that in my life until literally the last year. Like, I think I had gone 19 years of my life with nothing. And then, like, all of a sudden, instantly just, like, was starting to get, like, anxiety or whatever and shit like that. And I was like, God damn, is this what people have been talking about? I was like, all right, yeah, no, I get it. You can't just, like, not have it. You know what I mean? What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 85, Ocho Cinco of the Mad Happy Podcast. I'm Mason, no payment here, uh, coming to you just before the new year, uh, last episode of the year. Uh, we're going to be doing another Greatest Hits, this time with our boy Josh Richards. I think this was a very, very special episode of the year. One of the handful that we were able to do in person, and I think that just always unlocks more just deeper conversation i think getting more comfortable with the guest you know really being able to vibe out in person uh we went to his house uh, which uh, which was very welcoming of him and, and and just to be able to get a deeper look into his world and what he's all about and some of his story uh so again for the new listeners uh give you guys an opportunity to hear uh, one of our favorites and and for those who have been with us you know never hurts to to re-listen to an episode maybe you'll pick up something new something that you missed before maybe you weren't fully paying attention the first time whatever you were doing um but yeah hope everyone had a really nice christmas happy holidays you know hanukkah's wrapped up a uh, long a long eight days for us last couple days before the end of the year uh hope everyone's feeling good taking time to refill our cups to really recharge you know i think this is a this is a moment where we definitely have to take care of ourselves and just kick back. You know, I think it's it's super hard for us as, as entrepreneurs and business owners to ever fully turn the switch off. I know Payment spoke about a lot of just kind of relaxing and things like that. And I think we're really, really taking advantage of that time this year and, and really encourage all of you guys to do the same. Uh, Happy New Year. Uh, excited to see you guys next week uh, where we'll, we'll be back in the studio. But until then, the Mad Happy Podcast is brought to you by Optimism. Enjoy the greatest hits of 2022 with Josh Richards. We thought it would be, you know, it'd be great to have you on because I feel like so much has happened in your life over the past like two years that like it's um, it's pretty amazing. So congrats on that. But also um, I'm sure there's been like so many like ups and downs in that journey. But I guess before we get there, I would love to hear about your background i know you grew up in canada and came from like a small town and then like now we're in la this like huge massive city so would love to hear that and can get into it yeah yeah i mean it all started for me like at least the social media aspect of it started for me when i was 14 um i i i love telling the story because it's kind of like it's it's a big shout out to my sister um she was actually the one that got me into social media to start off. So she she posted a video of me on her account or got me to get in some type of like dance video on Musical.ly at the time. It wasn't TikTok, but uh, in our heads, that went viral. Like, I mean, mega viral. It had 50 likes. But to us, that was mega viral. <laughs> like, we were running around the house, like, screaming. And uh, I remember just thinking after that, like, this, this is that that was so fun like this was so rewarding like I got to make a bunch of people like uh, like we had a bunch of comments people like laughing or I had like a couple girls being like what's is that so I was kind of like you know feeling myself a little bit <laughs> and then I went and made my own account and I was always a really competitive person like grew up playing sports grew up playing hockey uh lacrosse like basketball swimming cross country so uh instantly kind of put a 
competition on it where it was like, okay, if I hit 10,000 followers by the end of the summer, I'll keep doing this. And then if I don't, it's kind of like, you know, it wasn't meant to be. So, uh, started posting like three times a day. My sister and I, we'd, we'd sit beside each other. I'd go live every night for four hours from 10 PM till 2 AM. And she'd be on the family iPad logged into my account and she'd actually go through the leaderboards of like the top spending gifters and she'd follow them like 15 other posts and just move on to the next person, next person, next person, doing it like 200 people a night. Uh, and this way we were kind of going direct to consumer, targeting the highest paying customer instead of just like hoping they were going to find my account. Right. Mm-hmm. And that way I was like giving her a 15% commission based salary, like off of whatever we made on the lives. And that's kind of like where it all started was just like this little business venture me and my sister kind of found through social media and we were doing these live streams out of my parents basement and slowly but surely it kind of kept growing and growing and uh i started seeing these events like playlist live and and uh vidcon um started going to those networking with a couple other people in the social media industry making some friends uh went from there to get invited on a tour and from that tour lights out tour and boys of summer um really got to make some of my best friends like Anthony who still lives with me lives with me to this day and we kind of started our group of sway and then now yeah here it seems like that all happened like really fast um for you guys were, were you even kind of aware of how things were moving like was it kind of just spontaneous because it was such a new industry or it seems like you guys were kind of calculated in like how you and your sister were kind of doing things at first yeah I mean I think the thing is, is a lot of people think my blow up was a lot quicker than it was because I started doing social media when I was 14, 13. And then I, I blew up like very quickly when I was 17. So it was like a really, really slow start, kind of like growing maybe a couple of tens of thousands of followers like a year and not really making a splash in the industry. And then once the tour happened, that's when it kind of just boomed like that one summer just like went all big in that one what do you time, mean by right? tour by the way uh so sorry yeah yeah yeah. it was like a social media tour kind of okay. like imagine uh for people that wouldn't know i would say like imagine honestly like a book tour right you're going to meet your favorite author they're like signing something for you signing a book signing a poster mm. whatever it is uh you got to talk to them for a couple minutes take a picture and then usually what we would do is like before the the picture started before that lineup started. We'd have kind of like a VIP experience, like 45 minutes. Like people could come in and it would just like mangle, talk, film TikToks, do whatever. And then after we'd go on stage for like an hour and talk to the fans, do like a Q&A portion, kind of like do different games, interacting with the people out there, do challenges between the boys up on the stage. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what, what the tour was. And was the tour kind of the moment for you where you're like, this is real? Like, yeah. I'm going to do this. Yeah. That was the moment where I think, cause it, it put faces to, to the numbers of likes and comments I was getting on my post. Right. Like mm-hmm. I'd never being from such a small town, I never really got noticed. Like everyone in my town already knew me just because like our town's so small, you know, everyone in your town. Yeah. And, uh, so so yeah doing this tour was the first time anyone had ever really been like hey can I get a picture with you or like I had that kind of interaction so that was the first moment ever I got to put a face to all those likes and comments that I was getting and it was it was a really cool feeling yeah when you start feeling it's real like it's really exciting at the beginning I'm sure it's like all just like excitement and energy and then eventually you move to LA like I guess what was the first moment that you're like oh like it's not all just like fun and games and it's like a little more serious or like oh this is like harder than I thought in different ways, relationships, like anything that uh, you remember being like that first experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I think it was probably when the boys just kind of we started getting a little bit caught up in like that LA lifestyle you know with people like like Bryce in the house who's just like straight up like he owns it his brand is party animal right um and and us all kind of like feeding off each other's energy we we started like partying a lot and uh I think being young like being 17 uh it just easily like I I kind of easily fell into it uh, and we were doing that for probably four months straight. And that just started to create kind of a lazy nature around the house. I think people's content started getting sluggish and we started losing brand deals because of like content we were posting, not really focusing on our, our uh, I guess, having that ideal like brand for, for uh, different companies. Uh, but yeah, that's, that would be the moment when I realize shit LA isn't just like you know this glam and glory like there's there's definitely a dark side to this place so did you drop out of school and move out here yeah yeah uh, I dropped out of high school uh my was in my senior year and I left to come out here what was that decision like was it hard were you getting pressure from your parents or how did it kind of go down yeah it's for me it was like for me it was an easy decision like yeah. for me it was like no brainer like I I had to do that but my dad was a calculus teacher at my high school. Like, <laughs> so like my, my parents were very much so like the, you need to have 90% and higher. Like you got to be in a high honor student. They thought I was going to be a lawyer when I was younger, just cause they thought I was great at arguing. And then, <laughs> um, it, when I came to them and was like, Hey, I don't even think I'm going to finish high school. It was definitely a shock. Right. But at the same time, they also knew me as the kid that was like sitting out in the sun for five to six hours when I was only 10 years old picking weeds on neighbor's lawns to make like 10 bucks, right? So they knew I was always a hustler and someone that was trying to make money and I I was this business-minded kid. Uh, So I think they just had a lot of faith in me and they started uh, really early on I would say supporting me in my social media endeavors, like bringing me to the events, if it was Playlist or VidCon, like I was mm. talking about earlier, and meeting with different managers or people that were in the space. So like I have nothing but like love to give to my parents because I don't think I would be able to have been where I am today without my parents, you know, coming with me and, and my dad like paying for his own paint plane ticket to come and bring me to those events and everything like that. Like, yeah. So I just have big props to them. Yeah. I think it really is all about parents being supportive and, and kind of understanding of like what the right path is for their kid. I know I dropped out of school after my first semester freshman year of college and also kind of just felt like it wasn't for me and, and yeah. didn't really know what I wanted to do yet at the time. And my first call was literally to my mom about like, hey, I, I don't think this is working out for me. And without her kind of unconditional love and support, I feel like I would have just kind of stayed doing what I was doing just because I didn't know there was another option. And I feel like so many kids in high school or college or whatever, they're kind of just on one path because they think that's like the normal or right thing to do and don't often have the ability to really like stop and look around and kind of see like what's best for them you know yeah i mean 100 percent. also like that that parent your parents like affirmation or like them kind of putting their trust in you or telling you it's going to be okay like that's such a confidence booster right like because yeah. everyone looks at their parents as like oh look they have it set up right um so yeah just having that support from a parent i think gets you to or allows you to make something happen even if you weren't necessarily able to before like you just have that newfound belief in yourself my sense is like you grew up as like a very like confident kid in the way of like i'm gonna figure out how to like be successful and like maybe when you were growing up in canada it wasn't that you were going to be like a social media star but you like knew and believed in yourself from like early on i'm wondering first is that true 
Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I was always that kid. Yeah. Like, kind of like, I mean, I, I always say like, since, as long as I can remember, I, I feel like the age was probably around like five, six years old. I, I would, I would like lay down before I went to bed and it was kind of like a meditation, kind of like a prayer, just like saying like, like praying to God or, or praying to whatever, just like, I know the name Josh Richards will be known. I don't know yeah. how. I don't. I didn't know how as a kid. When I was younger, I thought I was going to be Ben Ten. Right. I thought yeah. I was going to be a superhero. Yeah. Like, but as 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 I got older, that same kind of like base to that that want always it always remained. Right. Like that name is going to be known. Eventually, it became like, oh, I'm going to be an NHL superstar. And then it was like, oh, maybe I'm going to be like, I'm going to have like a hockey shirt company because I started one of those when I was in like grade six. And then it was like, it kind of just kept changing, changing, changing. But I knew it was going to be, like, out there, yeah. Yeah, but then I feel like it's still a big jump to go from, like, a 15-person, like, town in Canada to, like, now living in L.A. and, like, trying to make it and be successful. Did you feel, like, a new sense of, like, pressure that you hadn't felt before? Or were you like, oh, this is my path and I'm just, like, making the most of it and, like, let's go? Um, I think when it when I first came out here, it was almost like a rush of adrenaline, right? Like, at the very beginning, it was just go, 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 go. Um almost like I had the horse blinders on, like nothing kind of could stop me. I was like invincible in my own head. But I think over the past year, there's been a lot of just like realizing like, oh shit, you know, like I'm becoming an adult now. I can't be a kid anymore. And there's definitely part of that. Like that's like scary or like there's a pressure to it. Right. Because it's like, I'm now setting up for my future and like, well, you know, my family's future or whatever. And it, it, it's kind of scary that you can't be a kid anymore at yeah. one point. And, and I like, obviously if I could, I feel like I would want to be a kid forever. Like you get to be able to go and make mistakes and have fun and, and figure your life out. But when you have a camera on you all the time and also tens of millions of people watching, it's really hard to be a kid and like make mistakes and, yeah. and grow up and learn those lessons because you're getting ridiculed for all those mistakes at the same time by again, millions of people. Right. So it's like, it's harder to learn and not beat yourself up and, and kind of like be harsher on yourself than you really should because like everybody makes those fucking mistakes, man. You know yeah. what I mean? Like everyone's go, goes through their own like uh, demons and vices and battles and they got to figure it out themselves. So to have people also like just kind of like uh, taunt you or, or to like say hurtful things to you at the same time while you're going through that stuff, it's just like, of course, an added pressure. Yeah. W- one thing I'm wondering is like I do feel like though – and it's just from my perspective that like you've you you do seem like more like mature than like um, your age probably. And like it, especially in like comparison to like other people in the space. Do you feel like that like you learned that pretty quickly? Like you said, like you were parting a lot and then you were like, oh, like I need to make a change. And like if I'm going to like have longevity, like how did you think about that? Because I feel like you do think about it. Yeah, um, I think I made a lot of fucking mistakes. <laughs> I think that's really what it was. Like, uh, you learn from your mistakes, right? And uh, w- when you fall, like I always say, like, you don't get judged by how hard you fell. You get judged by, like, how quickly you pick yourself back up. And I had a lot, I had a few really, really good people around me, and I was lucky to have that in LA. Like, I, I had people like Michael Gruen, who's a friend of mine, uh, and, and I have my buddy Gavin that came out here, and people like Anthony, and they were kind of able to, I think, you know, like when I was at like a low point or down, they're able to kind of give you that pep talk or be like, all right, like kind of like, let's, let's go back to that home base or like, yo dude, maybe you need to go home for a week and just kind of remember where you came from and everything like that. So, um, I think it's like, it's really uh, important to keep that, that inner circle like tight and close to you. Yeah, definitely. So I want to talk about the house for a sec. Cause I think I don't really like 
understand it. Um, <laughs> so you basically moved out here into a house with a bunch of guys that you hadn't really met in person yet, but were just all kind of famous through social media. Is that right? We we had definitely hung out for a little bit before we moved into a house yeah. together. Um, we went on the tour without knowing each other, that's for sure. Right. So it was kind of like a boy band aspect, right? Yeah. Like or like how like one di- when you think of like One Direction, it's like they right. all are on this uh, show right. singing, right? And it's like, oh, we're actually just going to put all five of you together. Here you go, you're a band now. Yeah. Um. So it was kind of this this one guy look like sees all of us kind of doing well on social media, and goes, all right, all eight of you, I want you to come on this tour. Go, right, go, like, yeah, make do your shit. thing. Yeah. yeah, and so we had, a couple of us had met at events before, like playlists, a couple of times, said hello, like acquaintances, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like known of each other just because we were in the same space. Yeah. But hadn't really become that those close friends yet. And that's where we uh, really made those like friendships and bonds. Um, and from there, went to LA after tour ended, summer was still going on. So we were all like, hey, why don't we like kind of keep this going? All our social media is growing like crazy right now. Let's continue this momentum and and keep posting together, network more, meet more creators out in LA. And that's when we met Bryce Hall. That's like when we went to his house, I DM'd him. I was like, hey, uh, we're, we're, me and my boys are out in LA right now, just like trying to like hang out with new people and everything. You cool if we slide to your house? And he was like, yeah, for sure. So we we went over there. Started getting him back into TikTok as he like had done musically but stopped doing it and was doing just like YouTube at that point. Mm-hmm. So we were getting him back in it and stayed kind of bumming on his couch for like two, three months, like I would say, uh, of just like flying back and forth, back and forth between wow. our hometowns and, and LA. And then we were kind of just all like, yo, we were, this is killing this is crushing for our social media. Why don't we make this a more permanent thing? Yeah. Let's all move into a house together and really yeah. start sway. That's cool. I mean, I feel like on the one hand it was so nice for you guys to have each other kind of all discovering this new thing and, and like being able to have peers and like friends that were kind of going through it together. Um, and on the other hand, I feel like it's interesting because like you said, there was kind of someone who curated you guys as a group almost. It's not like it was forced, but it definitely wasn't like you guys sought each other out. Was that kind of like weird in any way? And especially turning it into like a business, how were you able to kind of navigate like what's genuine and what's not and like what's everyone's best interest at heart and and was that kind of hard to form like genuine friendships for you um i mean i feel like i'm a person that instantly just like wants to be i, I kind of want to like be friends with everybody right, right. Uh, um even though i do like i i think that's what made me learn the lesson pretty quickly like yo yeah. you gotta keep your circle tight dog like yeah. you can't be best friends with everyone yeah. you can't have 15 best friends right. but uh yeah, I was always that person that was like, I, I, I want to be close to people. I want to like have a good relationship with everyone. And I think that's why you see like Sway isn't what it was when it first started is because like we were just kind of put together, right, mm-hmm. in a way. Um, and all the guys are still like pretty cool with each other and we're all still like friends and everything. But we didn't grow up with each other since we were right, four years right. old, right? We We weren't those like childhood friends that it kind of like, it was portrayed, I would say, as on social media sometimes. Like we were, we had known each other for like four, three months, and we were like living <laughs> together. You know what I'm saying? Like it's kind of like a crazy thing to meet someone when you're like 18, know them for two months, and live together. I mean, it's like university or college, yeah, right? Like, exactly. hey, I guess it's not that fucking nuts. You, you, you're put into a dorm, you're put into whatever with a roommate. You might not know them at all, and it's like you don't know if you're gonna be really good friends with that person or not. You, you end up like becoming like you know. You get along. You got to make do no matter what. But yeah. I think like it was a good group to get put together for sure. Like, yeah. And and out of everyone that could have been picked to go in it, like 
it was a group that worked pretty well together. Yeah. I mean, it's funny for you to compare it to almost your university experience because I feel like that's exactly what it was. And yeah. now being like a few years removed from it, you've graduated or whatever right. and are kind yeah, of like yeah, yeah. moving on. And I can definitely relate to you in surrounding yourselves with like people from your hometown or like that you grew up with. I feel like it's just such a good sense of, of grounding. And even me as I get older, I find myself gravitating more towards like those people that I did grow up with. And I feel like really knew me like before we started mad happy or like before anything yeah. happened is just really getting a sense of like who I am. And, and I feel like allowing me to be myself and especially for you, I, I feel like at times you might have to feel like I have to put on this face to do this or when the camera's on, I'm like this. Uh, do you ever struggle with kind of like your personality or like having to act a certain way around a certain place and like kind of, questioning your identity at all in that way yeah i think i think right now i'm at like a really really solid place with like how i carry myself online and how i carry yeah. myself in person and i've like tried like been able to make it to where it's like as authentic as it can be like but you think about it as just like one in the same yeah, yeah yeah but i would say that's a relatively new thing i would yeah. say that's like within the last like month i've really been able to uh, mm. i would say figure that out like and there was yeah, I would say it's like really recent, actually, probably go back a month. And then that six month period, it was it was like a really hard time for me and just kind of like, who, like kind of like finding myself again. I think it was just like I'd gone through a really lost period for, for a while. And it was just, yeah, it kind of felt like I, every day I was like going through the same motion. And I was like, it was like, I'm going through the motions, going through the motions, going through the motions because I didn't want to sit around and not do anything. But it just felt like I wasn't like going anywhere. I was like swimming in place, right? Yeah. But yeah, eventually kind of like figured out a couple of things in my life and just like realizing like, dude, you can take control of your own life a little bit here. Like, um, and started just doing more things that I wanted, like brought me me peace of mind and like making sure I was really like getting even just little things like working out every day yeah. or or getting out to go and like play hockey more and, and just do things like that. Yeah, I think really actually just helped me become me again, if yeah. that makes sense. What were the things that you think were like holding you down a little bit or like too much of like a burden on you that like you felt like you couldn't be you was it just like there was too much going on so that you're just sort of just like floating from thing to thing like is yeah that i think there was too much going on i think there was also too many people in my ear yeah i think it, it had come to a point where like people make such a big deal over things sometimes that just aren't a big deal it's like we're all still going to be here tomorrow like yo just put a pin in it like we'll figure it out later there's no need to like go crazy over it right now and it's like I, I was a very, like, like we kind of talked about, I was a very confident kid growing up, right? Like I, I never experienced like stress really, or like anxiety or, or any of these things. And like, it, I, I would say it made me, it made uh, it really hard to be, or, or to understand when people said they were anxious or stressed. I was kind of just like, just don't be like, you know what I mean? Like, Cause I'd never experienced that yeah. in my life until literally the last year. Like, I think I'd gone 19 years of my life with nothing. And then like all of a sudden, instantly just like was starting to get like anxiety or whatever and shit like that and i was like god damn is this what people been talking about i was like all right yeah no i get it you can't just like not have it you yeah. know what i mean but um yeah i think just having so many people in my ear like making such a big deal over little things and like just so worried about posting and money and all that stuff um and this meeting and that meeting and these people we have to impress and it was just it's just like well, dude, like I like I, I, I understand like making really good business connections and, you know, like getting your stuff up on time and doing all that. But 
if it's driving me like to a place where I'm just not mentally happy or I am going through motions and I'm kind of just being that robotic person, like, yeah, I, what's the point of doing it? Yeah. And, and what was it like? Like, I guess like the first time you felt like anxious or like worried or like something like, cause like, it seems like it was very unfamiliar to you. I would mm-hmm. say like I had a similar experience where I didn't really have any feelings of like anxiety my whole life until I was probably like 22. And then I was like, Oh shit. Like, this is like something real and I need to like f- figure it out and what that means for myself. But like, what was that like for you? Um, I mean, I kind of just remember like lying in bed and being like super just like antsy, right? Like I, it was just like first time ever experiencing, like kind of just like didn't know what to do with myself. Like kept trying to like solve the problem instantly. Cause I was always just someone that's like, Oh, if there's an issue, like solve it, solve it, solve it. And it's kind of like, I was just getting deeper and deeper and deeper into that kind of like anxious hole, right? Like trying to solve this problem over and over again. And, and I think like trying to dive too deep into it kind of just started eating me up. And I mean, over the last month I've had people come up to me and be like, dude, like what happened? Like, you seem like so different. Like you seem like yourself again, like stuff like Mm -hmm. that. Right. Like just cause like, I think I start to let go of a few things and like, just like be like, you know what? Shit's going to happen. Like that, that's life a little bit. And I started like separating myself from things that I knew brought me anxiety. Uh, and that was, yeah, just really able to like make me, I think like me again. Yeah. I know you mentioned like working out and, and playing puck again and things like that. Was there anything else that you did that feel like really helped you turn the corner, like reach out to anyone or, or kind of get help in any other way? Was it something that you shared with like your followers or something that you wanted to keep more personal or like what else did your support kind of look like to get to this place now? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm someone that doesn't like share emotion very much. Right. So like mm. doing like a podcast like this is like pretty like crazy for me. Yeah. Um, but why do you, why do you think that is? Uh, I'm the same way, by the way. So yeah, I uh, mean, I think it's I like, I'm the exact opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like, I don't know. I don't think, my dad was like a very like necessary. It's not like he, I like my dad. I know my dad loves me so yeah, much yeah. and everything like that. But it's like, I feel like when I was a kid, you know, my mom would be like, come in, tuck me, tuck me into bed or whatever. Be like, oh, I love you. And like, my dad's not going to like come in and give me a hug and a right. kiss and be like, love you. And it's just like, it's a mom thing to do. You didn't right? have that example. So it's like, yeah, yeah it was like from my dad. So I kind of took that as the example of like, you know, dude's supposed to like be a little bit more like to themselves like they kind of just go through it you know what i mean mm-hmm. like they don't talk about their their mental health problems it's just like shit happens you move on like yeah so i don't know yeah i just always have been that person that's like i'll just deal with it or like i, I would always just like push it down if i was ever upset or something or just be like fuck it move on like that's just kind of like the person i've been so yeah just i guess like talking about it or or trying to deal with it is just like a brand new thing to me. So like I started like journaling, like that's one thing like I started doing that definitely like I would say like helped me uh, just realize like how I was kind of feeling. Like even if it's just like, it's kind of like this weird mix between like writing almost like lyrics or writing like a poem type of thing. Yeah. Um, and, and even if it, it's, 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 it's an awful fucking poem, it's just like, it gets my like, you <laughs> know what I mean? That. It gets yeah. my, my like just things like I know I would never say to someone, but it's just like those like feelings that you get built up inside of you. You just like get to get that shit out. And yeah. then I'm able to like move on, I think. Yeah. I mean, so much of the work that we're trying to do and that we're so passionate about is like having people understand that mental health is a part of their life, like no yeah. matter what. So even just to hear you tell that story, it like makes me so happy for someone to just discover like that it is a real thing. Cause before you experience it, like you said, it's like so hard to yeah. understand or relate, or especially when you grow up like, 
playing sports like IU and Payman did and being super competitive. It's like, all right, like we could beat this game or we could find the answer to the problem and things like that. And obviously we all know now that like mental health and, and our personal lives are so much more complicated than that. Uh, and yeah. the biggest beauty in everything to me is now you sitting here saying you're in the best place that you feel like you've ever been. And that's because you went through a period where things weren't so great. Right. Yeah. So like, I think that is really the key to all of this is that those times where we're struggling are actually so important because that's where we really can take a look at ourselves, take inventory, like relook at everything and how we want to build our life. And then we can come back out of it. And like, that's how we ride that high. Yeah. I mean, if, if you don't like, <laughs> if you don't, Oh, my dog's going to come join the podcast. Um, if you don't, you know, like do what like I was doing for a while of like pushing, pushing it down or like numbing yourself in, in some type of facet, uh, you do get to figure out so much about who you are, right? Like when you do kind of endure that little bit of a shitty time, like in, it was like a shitty time for me, like I said, probably six months, maybe even longer. And I, if I didn't go through that one, I think like it helped me mature and like grow as a person, but two, like I would never have gotten to be able to fully, I think, find myself again and like be that happy person I am right now. Yeah. I think, um, I think for someone that's like, you know, I also grew up like very competitive, like play basketball, but I just want to be like the best at everything I did. Oh yeah. And still now, you know, like competitiveness is like something that like, I can't just like leave to the side. Like mm -hmm. you're kind of just like born with it and have it. But I think like there's different places in my life now that I'm like, oh, I don't need to be competitive about this, you know? Um, and I think that made it harder for me to like ever, it was the same thing. Like I felt like oh, like I could just move on. Like, how do I fix this? And then move on, move on, move on. Um, versus like actually thinking about it and accepting it, which is like a di whole different like totally. toolkit that like I definitely didn't have. And I've only recently started developing. And I think things like writing it down in a journal and like your eyes seeing it or like saying it out loud and your, your mind hearing you say it out loud, those things really allow you to like unlock that a little bit. Um, I'm curious, like now, you know, as you think about, you know, kind of what's next. I, I read, you know, that like you, you know, you're not as like social as you used to be, right? Mm -hmm. You don't go yeah. out as much. You're like more like focused on yourself. Like, are those things like conscious decisions around like how you want to set up your life, like the balance you're trying to bring into it, knowing that there's so much going on still? Yeah. I mean, I think it's like, I've, I've kind of turned it a little bit more into like, you know, quality over quantity. Like I, at one point it was just going out every single night, like boom, boom. And then now it's more like when there is a really cool event going on or, you know, like there's an opportunity like Brianna's out in Fort Lauderdale and I happen to be visiting my family and kiss me and she has her sleep when you're dead tour. And she's like, yo, come out to this. It's like, yeah. all right, yeah, it's gonna be awesome time. Good content. Yeah. Like, but it's, it's become a lot more of like going out for probably my job, like, you know, getting content and doing things like that and getting to have a fun time while doing it. Uh, but unless, unless I'm doing something like that more, more than likely I'm going to be outside like playing basketball or, or going out on the ice or just chilling with the boys at home, like watching anime or something like that. Just yeah. cause like I've found like, that's just kind of like what's been able to make me like have yeah better time, relax, get to like think about my day, you know? Yeah. And I'm curious, like, how are you thinking about, you know, like you said, there's so many different things you're doing, right? The podcast, the studio, the investing, all this stuff. Like, how do you think about like setting up this like business around Josh and having it like live on for many, many years, right? Because I feel like there's so many people that are just here for a little 
and then they're gone. Like, how are you thinking about setting yourself up for that, for that longevity? Yeah. I mean, I think it's just about continuing to diversify and kind of branching out, right? Like it started out with just kind of doing TikTok. And then once we started Sway and we kind of saw that really take off, uh, me and Bryce were like, all right, what's next? Okay, move to YouTube, right? And then it was like, all right, let's build our YouTubes up. And then after YouTube, the next like gradual move was like, all right, I've been able to really do well in this like female uh, space, like in that demographic with TikTok and YouTube. How do I kind of go and touch into more of that like male demographic? And then there was the Barstool podcast, right? So then that gives me not only, uh, I would say like more longevity, but also a completely different demo to tap into. And and then Dave also gets a different demo to tap into, right? So it's kind of that like great little uh, partnership there. And I think that that's been able to do so well that I see that being a partnership that lasts for a really long time with, with Barstool or, or at least until like Dave is, Dave is out of Barstool yeah. or whatever. But um, yeah, I, I think continuing to do things like that, getting to go and partner with Mark Wahlberg, right? Move into another new space, the entertainment industry into really like starting to produce unscripted and scripted TV and film. So uh, yeah, continually finding kind of what's next or that that next space to tackle like we did with the venture fund as well right and and getting into that space with animal capital i think that just allows you to stay uh, on the pulse like stay in the zeitgeist and and stay on everyone's mind as well when you think about making your content now i'm curious like i know for me like when we started to get successful i feel like the way that i would think about doing certain releases or like moves that we would make would kind of have to change once there's like pressure and expectations and then we kind of build this demographic and then we have to cater to them in some way like <laughs> she's gonna come join you guys yeah, she's gonna so come good. sit don't like, mind right her, so. in the middle um and, do you feel like your kind of mindset around making content has like changed in any way where like <laughs> she's got her ass in my face <laughs> <laughs> hey buddy what are you doing girl get down what are you trying to join the pod hmm? Hmm? what you doing you know what i mean though like uh do you, do you feel like you still get to make stuff that you really want or like I have to make this stuff because it's for them or I've established what my brand is and like sometimes you have to make shit that you don't like necessarily? I would say I get to do a lot of what I want to do now and and that has a kind of... Oh my goodness. Yo, buddy, I, I'm going to have to take you out of this room. Come on. You, she's like, she's like, why is no one spend, or spending any of their time on me? Hey, buddy, come on. Come on, get out of here. Go, 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 go. Yeah. You want to like? You can bring her into that like back room or that office over there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who let her out. I Lock think her she up. Was supposed to be. Lock up, buddy, right now. <laughs> we gotta get this girl a treat ASAP. Oh my god, I'm sorry about that. No, no, it's she's, all good. She's crazy. You know what I mean, though? In that way. Yeah, I think there was a time where that definitely started to happen, um, and I started realizing, like, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm having to censor myself or. I have to edit out some of these things that I think are funny, but you know, the internet might not agree with every mm. joke I make or, or a brand might think it's a little bit like edgy. So that, that did start to happen. But I think as times went, uh, times went on and I've made certain decisions, like I think teaming up with Barstool has allowed me to get away with a little bit more totally. um, just because I have a different audience now. And that's allowed me to really start making more content that I just, I want to make. And that's been kind of the goal since I started realizing, oh shoot, I'm, I am having to censor myself is to yeah. be able to get to that point where it's like, 
I can make whatever type of content I want to make and no one can really tell me like, don't post that. And is there like a through line of like the message you want to be like spreading to like your audience? Like you said, you have a bunch of different audiences, but like, what do you want like Josh Richards content to like be known for or to like make people feel? Yeah. I mean, I think something that I've always like loved to live by is like, you know, work hard, play hard. Right. Like, uh, I think, if you're gonna if you're gonna go out with the boys at night, you better wake up with the men in the morning, right? And that's that's what I want to embody in my content. Like, yeah, we go out and we do like I like I said, sleep when you're dead tour with Brianna, and we're starting the day at 10 a.m. Fil- filming the podcast, going out on the beach for spring break, interviewing people, then going out and we're staying out until like 5 a.m. in the morning then catching a flight at 7 a.m. But then we're also getting back to L.A. and doing a whole day of work that day from 10 a.m. until 6 at night, getting our content up, doing our – you know what I mean? So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, we go up, but we're still getting shit done at the same time. So I think that's just like kind of what I always have wanted it to embody. Yeah. And then how are you thinking about like dealing – I'm sure early on it was hard to deal with like the you know – the bullying that you had at like with your content growing up and then like now when you have like all these haters like how do you think about that now and like how do you try to manage that because i think it does affect everyone right and like yeah. there's no way to like fully look past it but how are you trying to like better live with what will come yeah i think my screen time is just so minimal now compared to what it used to be like i when i first started i would check like all the comments like because i think it is important to you know know what your fans are are thinking or or what they respond to versus like what they don't Mm -hmm. um but now that i have a taste for that and i kind of am able to know what what my fans want i really don't spend a lot of time like looking at what people are going to say about my content because at the end of the day i'm posting what i want to post so it's like if you want to see it come follow my page like my shit totally. if you don't i mean get off my page i, I don't really care totally. <laughs> so that's yeah. kind of the, the mindset is that that's like taking over me is like i have a i have a timer on every single one of my apps where it's like i have a 30 minutes to spend on the app a day mm. and then it's like i'm off so it's like that gives me enough you time to cheat? Like, you don't add a little more I, I sometimes yeah. do add more time like i'll add 15 minutes right yeah. but it's like even if it's adding that 15 more minutes, the thing is, it's, it's a conscious decision that I'm making where it's like, okay, I'm adding another 15 minutes to my time today. And it's like, why am I adding that 15 minutes? Right. So then I have to think about it. It's like, am I adding that 15 minutes because I'm like worried about a post and I want to go see what people are saying about it. Cause if it's that, then I'm like, ah, shit, I put my yeah. phone away. I go like, hang out with my friends, play Fortnite with Anthony, yeah. do something else. Right. Um, but if it's like, oh, I got to go post some more videos, get mm-hmm. like work done or yeah. go live or something like that. It's like, yeah, yeah. Add time, do my shit. Yeah. But uh, I just think that's like made me feel a lot better about yeah. myself because like I don't really care about what Jimmy is saying from Connecticut uh, about my TikTok video. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it doesn't really bother me. For sure. When you uh, when you linked up with Mark and and kind of started cross check and like the partnership there, uh, what was that like? And then what sort of stories do you want to tell or like things you hope to make with the studio there? Yeah. Um, I mean, dream come true, right? Having Mark Wahlberg be an idol of mine for like, as long as I can remember, he, he's, Uh how how does it, she's an escape artist or something. Like, is someone like intentionally doing this? You guys did not do your job. Someone just like, hey, we're going to keep fucking with the podcast. (laughs) Whoever's doing that, stop it. Um, anyways, uh, 
No, yeah, dream come true. It's like getting to work with Mark Wahlberg. I always looked up to him as a kid. Like yeah. I used to like go out in my backyard and reenact his movies with all my friends. So now to get to have him kind of give us that stamp of approval, right, and be like, yeah, these guys are legit. Um, yeah, it's just it's just amazing. Uh, the stories I want to tell. I love being able to tell true stories or, or make these these motion pictures about a, an event that really happened mm. so i think going after people's life rights and and really uh trying to obtain that ip is is the direction i want to go in and then i've loved cartoons like since i've been a little just obsessed with cartoons like every weekend still to this day like it's like i i sundays i'm going downstairs grabbing a fat bowl of cereal and then i'm going to my bed and i'm watching cartoons for like three hours like it's just like it's got to happen so uh i i think i really i've like a dream of mine is to produce an anime yeah. and then uh, and then also like some type of uh cartoon as well that'd be sick in terms of the life rights is there someone who you have like a dream to tell their story or like someone who's been a huge inspiration to you yeah um i think to do the wayne gretzky doc would be mm. would be like uh absolutely mind-blowing thing yeah does he have any a dog? No, 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 no. Wow. Has done anything. So. Have you met Wayne before? Yeah, yeah. Sick. I have. So sick. Nice. That's amazing. Mm. Um, well, we appreciate you coming on. Um, there's two questions we ask every guest. One okay. is if you could nominate anyone to come on the show, sh- share their mental health story, whether you know them or not, but you know that they have some powerful story to tell. Uh, who would it be? One person, eh? I think. I think someone that's actually and and has not only like faced a lot i think with mental health but actually have figured out their way to to really like find themselves i would say it's griffin johnson i think he him he moved to florida from la he kind of was here for two years realized i don't think it was really for him and, and now he's living out in florida fishing all the time doing his thing but i think yeah he he's definitely someone that i think would be an interesting person to talk to love that yeah for sure Nice. And lastly, Joshua, what makes you mad happy? Uh, what makes me mad happy? Um, I would say, I would say, just you know, going out with the boys, going out with the boys, doing absolutely anything. I don't care if it's like going, going out to a club at night, going out to play puck, going out to the gym, doing anything. I just love like going out and hanging out, being social. Love Sweet. it. Well, yeah. thanks so much for the conversation, man. I really thank appreciate you guys. It. Yeah, thank appreciate guys. it. Keep doing what you're doing, and we're excited to keep uh, following and supporting. Thank you, thank you. Hell yeah. Peace out. Peace. Thank you so much for listening. Really, really hope you guys enjoyed this one. It was great to have Josh on. Appreciate him letting us into his home. Uh, shout out his dog, which you, you probably heard a couple of times during the episode. Uh, we really enjoyed it. We hope you did too. Let us know what your favorite part was. Please leave us reviews uh, on Spotify and Apple. And we'll catch you next week where we talk about, you guessed it, mental health again. Peace. The Mad Happy Podcast is brought to you by Optimism.